Welcome everyone to another episode of Aaron's Trestle Bowl here in Black River, New York. Well, here we are, another episode of Hiram's Trestle Board. For today's episode, we had originally invited a special guest, the worshipful master Rob Mullen, who currently sits in the ease for Bethany Lodge 821. He plans on becoming one of the co-hosts for this podcast, so we will be having him on more. But due to the current restrictions of COVID, we found it better to do a phone interview and share that with you instead. We did this to ensure the safety of our brother and worshipful master. So without further wait, we will play that interview for you. Welcome, worshipful master Rob Mullen. Yeah, and again, thanks for uh, calling me a special guest. Hey, no problem. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> so I got I got a couple questions for you. Uh, you ready? Yeah. So. Uh, what what made you uh, want to be a Mason? Well, you know, why everybody else does. Want to know all the national secrets, world domination, you know, that sort of thing. No, in all seriousness, I joined an Oddfellows Lodge back in May of 2014. And uh, one of the brothers there was a Mason. And he talked to me about it, talked about how much he enjoyed it, encouraged me, well, indirectly encouraged me to join and so i did it's been off to the races since oh nice and so it's what originally started as curiosity and then kind of worked his way up yeah you know it was it's this ancient institution that's kind of you know fading in the background and that's something we want to avoid so that's one of the reasons why i joined and i'm glad that i did just the self-development the improvement that i've seen within myself it's been amazing that's good to know well, what about uh what about shriner I, I hear that you're also a shriner yeah so i became a shriner um i wanted to get my feet wet i really didn't know too much about the shrine i i knew about the hospitals everybody knows about the hospitals they know about the parades there's that famous song from i believe the 70s the shriners convention i don't know it's like a silly song but anyway it wasn't until i actually joined the shrine and I listened to all the stories of the children that the Shriners helped, that it really made me realize that I was a part of something important. And it really, and that's another, another reason why I was really glad that I became a Mason, so that I did have the opportunity to become a Shriner. How do you become a Shriner? So, you have to become a Master Mason. Three easy steps to become a Shriner. You want to hear them? Sure. I'm going to give you them. Three easy steps. Enter apprentice, fellow craft, master mason. That's all you need. And then you petition your local shrine temple and you become a shriner. Well, you know, they have their their pomps and ceremonies and all that other good jazz that you go through. But so it's three easy steps you have to get through first. Now, in the past, they said that you had to be something else. Uh, and that's all changed. Um, you had to belong to one of the other concordant bodies like the York Rite or the Scottish Rite or a combination of all of those things. Okay. Well, so how many bodies do you belong to? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I'm one of those basins that 
I just fell into them. I, well, let me take that back. I didn't really fall into them. People, I heard people talking about it. I'm like, hey, I want to join that too. And before I knew it, um, I was a member of all. <laughs> I was full circle without even realizing it. It was never even my intention, but I don't regret it. Well, it's got to be tiresome to be, you know, going to all these meetings and so many different bodies. Is uh, is it helpful in any way to you? Or yeah, absolutely, it's helpful. You know, I, I don't want to say that you're going to learn more in one body than you are in another body, but I can say that I have added to my overall Masonic experience from something that I've learned from each of those bodies. Oh, I see. Now, now, if you had any advice for, for some of our uh, young listeners, would you say to start with all bodies at, at an early age, or would you say to kind of focus on one body at a time until they find that specific body that they want to be part of? You know, let's say join all the bodies and burn yourself out. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> start with one. <laughs> start with one and and really develop yourself in that appendant body. That's my advice. Okay. According to Rob Molling. Well, that's that's good advice. Now I, I hear recently you joined the Scottish Rite. Yes, I did. Do you look Last forward week. to yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It was last week, huh? Now do 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 you look forward to anything with that body in particular or are you going to kind of white glove that body to see, you know, how it turns out? A little bit of both. Okay. I'm looking forward to learning more and the whole white gloving it. But I always hear from brothers who are members of the Scottish Rite that there's a lot of esoteric knowledge and all of those other fun Masonic things going on in the background. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see how that pans out. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, I hear you're currently the worshipful master of a lodge. Bethany Lodge number 821. Did it take you I'm long to, to travel the seats? Yes, actually, I'm, I'm glad that Bethany had me go through each of the seats. Um, I know some lodges are a little smaller, so new brothers coming in within two years, they're master, but not at Bethany. They made sure that I went through all of the seats, and I'm glad that I did. Being senior deacon is probably, in my own personal opinion, by far one of the most important seats you can be in. A, that's where you really gain your confidence. And B, you really know the inner workings of the lodge, what everybody should be doing at all times as senior deacon. Oh, okay. Okay. Um so what would be your advice to some newly initiated Masons? I would say sit back. Well, depending on how big your lodge is. But if you have the opportunity to just sit on the sideline for a year and just watch everything, that's my own personal advice. And as you progress through the seats, really listen. Because by the time you reach the higher seats, like senior uh, warden, junior warden, you pretty much know those parts after listening to it repetitively. Okay. How do you feel about Masonic etiquette within the lodges, meaning continuing some of these old customs and traditions 
have been around for centuries. How do you feel about that? Those customs and traditions are what separate us from other The same customs and traditions that we incorporate today are the same customs and traditions that brothers 100, 200 years ago have been using. And, and that's a powerful thing. Does it ever get old? It gets old with the suit and tie on a hot day in the locker room. <laughs> that's the only time it ever gets old. <laughs> well, uh, should should there be something that is tall, tall young masons prior to being a master mason? You know, I really, I think there should be a little bit more education on the whole etiquette aspect. Coming to that sign of fidelity, showing up to lodge in a suit and tie, but most importantly, coming to lodge. <laughs> That's very much a part of that lodge etiquette, in my opinion. Showing up to lodge, <laughs> supporting your lodge, that really should be driven home with new masons. Yeah, this is true. This is true. So why uh, why do it? I mean, why should Masonic et etiquette be so important to Lodge after all these years and, and continue today? Why should some of these younger Masons uh, grab that bull by the horn, say, and, and, and or go in our case and, and continue to push themselves forward? Because it shows the importance of the Masonic institution. It shows that we take our obligations and our our title, I guess, if you want to um, call it that, as Masons, seriously. It shows that we're serious. It shows that we're a serious organization. It shows that we're not we're not a social club, and that's why all of those customs and traditions come into play. The memorization of the ritual, showing up to a lodge in a certain tie, attending meetings, everything that encompasses a lodge meeting. No, no, it, it makes sense. I mean, you know, from, from day one that I myself became a Mason, um, I, I thought that etiquette was one of the most important things to learn within your, you know, three degrees before making that final step to being that master mason, you know, I, I think etiquette, like you said, it is one of those building blocks that, you know, we need to continue to work on. So I, I completely agree with you on, on that, you know, I think Masonic etiquette should be one of those things that, sh that and no one in the law should ever forget. They should always keep that, you know, in the front of their minds. Our first episode, we did a we did a poem. You know, we had a we had a, a couple of good reviews from it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read you a poem. I, I want you to kind of think about it, and we're gonna kind of discuss it a little bit. So I'm gonna read a poem called Ten Master Masons." Ten Master Masons, happy doing fine. One listened to a rumor, then there were nine. Nine Master Masons, faithful, never late. One didn't like the master, then there were eight. Eight Master Masons are on their way to heaven. One joined too many clubs, then there were seven. Seven Master Masons, life dealt some hard licks. One, one grew discouraged, then there were six. Six Master Masons, all very much alive. One lost his interest, then there were five. Five Master Masons, wishing there were more. Got into a great dispute, then there were four. 
Four Master Masons, busy as could be. One didn't like the programs, then there were three. Three Master Masons, one of them you. One grew tired of all the work, then there were two. Two Master Masons, with so much to be done. One said, what's the use? Then there was one. One Master Mason found the brother true, brought him to the lodge, then there were two. Two Master Masons didn't find work aboard. Each brought another, then there were four. Four Master Masons saved their lodge's faith by showing others kindness, then there were eight. Eight Master Masons loving their lodge's bright sheen, talked so much about it, they soon counted 16. 16 Master Masons, to their obligations true, were pleased when their numbers 32. So we can put our troubles at the lodge's door. It's our fault forming the lodge we adore. Don't fuss about the program in the East. Keep your obligation by serving even the very least. Now that poem, uh, the author was unknown. But tell me, you know, what do you think about It reminds me of a passage of scripture in our volume of sacred law that we place upon our altars and is open before every meeting in Hebrews 10:25, where it says, um, not forsaken the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. What that basically means is we're gathering together to support, encourage, upbuild, lift up and help one another. That's, what we as Masons are supposed to be doing in the lodge room. I noticed in the poem it talks about people becoming bored or the, the rumor mill and, and whatnot. So the poem kind of covers it off. But if we remember that we're there to lift each other up, to edify each other, to help each other improve and become better men in our community, our whole slogan as, as Masons is make good men better and that should be our focus we should we, there's some quarreling that goes on in the locker room but like that poem says we really should leave it at the door because when the rubber meets the road as i just said in that scripture we're there to encourage each other we're there to help each other improve and this is why we become masons and this one in my personal opinion one of the chief cornerstones of the whole masonic fraternity men getting together and exhorting one another I can't agree with you more I, I, me personally the one portion of the poem that says one master mason found a brother true brought him to the lodge then there were two you know if each brother did their part and they would bring at least one member a year you know I believe the lodge any lodge can double its numbers within a short time. And I think a lot of times we kind of get caught up in what's happening around us that we forget that we're there, like you said, for a reason. We're there, you know, each of us have our own agenda. Like for, for me, myself, I, I like the brotherhood. I like the camaraderie. I like to be around, you know, like-minded people. You know, that's, that's what I enjoy. But I, I know that every brother is not the same. You know, some just like to be with other people in general, 
and they find the brotherhood, you know, closer to them than the next guy. So the the poem has, I think the poem touches just about everything positive and negative within the lodge. And, you know, when you look at the entire poem, you know, the numbers went from 10 to one, but that one individual found a way to grow it even more than it was before. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it so, really, and it all goes back to why you became a Mason. Yes. And you can either make it a boring lodge meeting or you can come with the right mindset of, okay, what can I learn today? What can I do to improve my lodge today? I can go home and I can complain about it. I can call up brother and so-and-so and complain about it. But what's your solution? Come with a solution. That's the only way a lodge improves. Right. And, you know, that that's one of the things that I was taught in the military is, you know, when you bring, when you bring a problem to the table, bring a solution to the table as well. It might not be the greatest solution, but bringing something to the table shows that you took the initiative to try to solve the problem. And now everyone else can kind of see that you brought an idea to the table and they can throw in their two cents to make that idea better. You know, positivity grows more flowers than negativity. Absolutely. That's what it all goes back to. Well, I'm, I know you're you're a very, very busy person. Um, I don't want to tie you up too much, but uh, was there anything you got for the listeners? You know, any advice, any any sound mind? I know you've got your, your meeting coming up, you know, Tuesday, and I'm, I'm sure you want to let everybody know about that. So my advice is come out to Lodge, support your Lodge, and come with a right mindset. What am I going to learn today? What can I do to improve my overall Lodge experience today is there a brother at the lodge that nobody really talks to that i can reach out to and and see how he's doing and you know become become his brother <laughs> like we're supposed to be doing that's that's my advice oh you you folks heard it firsthand worshipful master rob mullen if anybody's interested they're actually on facebook you can look it up on facebook find uh bethany lodge 821 pretty much has the address on there a contact numbers in there anyone that's interested Make sure you guys reach out. The worshipful master there is Rob Mullen. He's got a few people that he can assign to come see you, interview you, talk to you if there's any questions. Again, worshipful master, thank you very much for you know joining me tonight. And uh, I look forward to uh, making some more podcast interview with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. All right. Well, that's it for tonight. We'll begin with you folks soon. All right. Have a good night. Thank you very much. Well, that was it, folks. In case you miss it, I will link the information below if anyone is interested in becoming a Mason around the Jefferson area. Keep in mind that if you are interested in becoming a Mason and you are just outside of our jurisdiction, it doesn't mean you have to wait. It doesn't mean that you can't be a Mason. There are many lodges within our district and others around the world. To be one, ask one, and they will point you in the right direction should you meet the qualifications. I hope you all enjoyed the episode. We look forward to bringing you the next episode, but until then, may the great architect of the universe hold his light bright, and may you continue to better yourself into the future. Thank you, and good night.